weekend as well and to talk to me about the games that have been and the games coming up and a look ahead to the finals as well. Grant Schubert, welcome back to Totally Pro League. Good to be back once again, number three. So, um, But yeah, like you said, uh, very exciting week coming up and the week past, plenty of hockey and um, some interesting results. Now, I've got a great big thick wad of paper here <laughs> with all the game sheets from the last uh, week and there's been a lot. We started a game... 117, and we ended at game number 131. Yeah, that's right. A couple of numbers missing there because of Pakistan, but still a lot of hockey. Let's go back to, it must have been 10th, what was that, last Tuesday? Uh, About then. About then. uh, To Germany and Spain. Played at the Krefelder Hockey Club. It's a men's game. Got underway at 7.30pm local time. And in the end, it was... uh, well, a convincing win to Germany. They opened the scoring in the 11th minute, uh, but then Spain hit back in the 14th minute before Germany picked one up again just before quarter time to lead 2-1 at quarter time. That's basically where the match stayed until three-quarter time, and Germany knocked in the sealer at, in the 59th minute to go 3-1 up and take the points there and uh, a crucial game for Germany, you you would have thought. Yeah, it was. It was, it was looking like they were starting to sort of pick up and have some form, and, and obviously, um, you know, they would earmark that game against Spain because you know they were playing quite well um, also. So to get that good win over over uh, Spain there at Crefield um, was a good win, and they probably thought that their uh, track was upwards. Uh, then we move on to match number 118. It's the uh, men once again at Krefelder. It's on the 12th of June this time, getting underway at 9pm. Sounds like a late time for a game of hockey to start. And uh, it was Germany taking on Belgium, and this was a result no one saw coming <laughs> at all. Uh, nil all after a tough tense first period, and then Belgium went bang, bang, bang in the second period second quarter, goals in the 20th, 22nd, and then right on half-time, the 30th minute. Uh, didn't get much better for Germany in the third quarter when Belgium slotted another one home right on three-quarter time. 4-0 up at three-quarter time, and then it just went a bit mental, didn't it, in the last quarter? Yeah, it absolutely did, and it wasn't um, wasn't pleasant hockey for the Germans there, especially playing at home as well. And, look, there was a lot riding on that game. Um, it was their last game of the... FIH Pro League and yep. um, you know a win there would have really put them in the mix for the top four but um, you know as you can see you know a goal in the 52nd 53rd and two in the 55th minute of the game um, just sealed it for Belgium and um, probably shows that they are a pretty pretty good class act at the moment and a lot of the last three goals were all field goals too so yeah that's right especially those last two both in the 55 you know they've given the ball back to the opposition for the push-off and got it yep, back and again. scored again. <laughs> so, uh, you know, but what's interesting is the last time they played played Belgium at home, uh, the Belgians were playing at home, a uh, game ended in a, a four-all draw and a, a 4-3 victory to Germany in yeah, the shootout. Right. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> um, you know, like I think we, we've sort of seen, there's, there's been a, a few mixed results sort of playing home and away, but, yeah. um, you know, it's been a very interesting last couple of weeks all through Europe with the hockey matches and you know you, <laughs> we are talking about before we started recording when a team's on and, and you're playing and they're good teams like Belgium it doesn't matter who they're playing against the quality of the opposition yeah that's right and um, you know I suppose you know it's really hard to get a run on with these games playing quarters at the moment I think when we used to play 35 minute halves you know it's harder to stop that run so you don't see too many sort of 8-0 um, scores these yeah. days, especially with these top level um, teams, you can sort of see most of the results are, you know, either going to penalty shootouts or just by one goal wins. Yeah. Uh, next, we move on to uh, Germany versus Belgium in the women's at Krefelder. It was played at 6:30 uh, p.m. This game, and 
it was a tense struggle. 1-0 Germany, uh, Belgium led by at three-quarter time after a goal in the fourth minute. So it's a long time to go through a game yeah. with just the one goal being scored. Took Germany until the 51st minute to, to pick up an equaliser and uh, then in the 56th minute to take a 2-1 victory uh, over the Belgians and a uh, crucial game for the German women to pick up that and a, a terrible loss for the Belgian women because it uh, made it so much harder to, to get to the finals and sadly they just missed out. Uh, but yeah, it was almost like a, the old eight-point game, wasn't it? Yeah, that's exactly right, sort of fighting it out for that fourth, fifth spot. So, um, you know, German, they would have been very pleased to, I suppose, run out the game and score two late goals. Uh, we move on to... Oh, Still staying on the 12th of June at Hertgenbosch. It was the Netherlands taking on New Zealand. It's the women's game and uh, it was a tough struggle for the Netherlands, I thought. They they managed to win 3-2 in the end. They scored two goals, uh, two led 2-0 at half-time, goals in the 21st and 24th minutes. Then New Zealand struck back towards the end of the third quarter and, and score was 2-1 at three-quarter time. And uh, both teams came out and scored a goal. It was New Zealand first in the last quarter, so the game was level at 2-all, and uh, leading 2-0 is the worst scoreline at hockey, especially at half-time. <laughs> you don't want to be leading 2-0 no, at half-time. Been in a few of them. And, uh, but the Netherlands stuck by it, and in the 55th minute scored the winner uh, to take a 3-2 victory there. Um, you know, it's what the Dutch women's team do. We'll talk about the Great Britain game coming up a bit later, but, you know... They don't lose games. You've really got to beat them. You can't hope. You know, you've got to get a couple, three or four in. You've got to take the lead from them. If they're leading, they'll put, they'll find these goals. Yeah, that's exactly right. And I mean, look, I suppose they're in that that lucky position at the moment where they've got such a good group oh, of base yeah. players. So if there's one or two that aren't sort of playing well, those other you know girls can step up and and fill that void. Um, just so many other that the top sort of level teams. Um, you know, don't quite have that, I suppose, you know, massive luck of numbers to, um, you know, to, to, to warrant if you are playing a little bit down, you know, to, to bring home the points. Next up, game 121. It was held at Club de Campos Villa in Madrid, Australia versus Spain. I know you had your eye on this game, Grant. Got underway at 7 pm local time. And uh, Australia scored first in the third minute. Uh, to take a 1-0 lead at quarter time, but Spain managed to respond in the 28th minute, just before half-time, to make it one all. Um, and in all honesty, Australia should have led about 3-0. <laughs> and after the first period, uh, this, is, this to me was a classic uh, a case of not taking advantage of your opportunities and the other team comes and bites you on the bum later on. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, the, the Kookaburras would have been mighty disappointed not to, to get the full points in this match and... Um, you know, they really did, I thought, played, you know, much better than Spain, but they sort of hang on. Yeah. Um, you know, they defended okay, but it was more so the Aussie guys just, just missing their shots and not, not putting away, especially in that last quarter. They had plenty of opportunities and, um, and, you know, massive amounts of possession and just couldn't put the ball in the back of the net. So, yeah. and unfortunately, um, you know, they drew level late, um, with a penalty stroke from a, from a penalty corner and then, um, um, Spain, scored on full time from penalty corner which I thought was dubious but not too much was uh, talked about it <laughs> yeah you mentioned that none of the players seemed to respond no I was sort of missed, I missed trapped on top um, you know by the Spanish uh, battery and then um, uh, Joseph Ramu I think um, went to flick it in and it was sort of whether or not it was going to be on the line or, yeah. or outside and then went to the video which didn't really show too much um, and Ramu you know he didn't celebrate or anything like that either he just um from my looking at him, I reckon he thought that it was out, but um, they they gave it a goal, and it, it was enough evidence to say that it was was on the line, yeah. and and they scored and came away with the points for the win against the Aussies. It's something you've seen a few times in the in the Pro League, and this one coming up in that in a game very shortly. But that because really we've never had the the technology involved in the game or whatever, and it was up to the umpire and. Um, you very rarely saw it get called. Yeah. Very rarely, occasionally. But and I still don't know. I've seen it in a, in a match in Holland where they had a um, a camera that was basically on top of the circle, so they could actually see. It was oh, right. more so if the ball was trapped in or right out of the circle, yeah. um, and and it was a perfect bit of vision. And um, I've been surprised that they actually haven't had that. I suppose set up more around the ground where it's just one still. Yeah, you know, static. camera in shot. You don't need a person on it or anything like that, um, and you can sort of. 
see those um, those shots of whether or not they've you know it's been trapped outside the circle or like this one it would have showed if it was released inside or outside the circle. And, uh, it's also the classic uh, Saturday afternoon hockey. The the runner <laughs> after the team scores a short corner turns around, up and up boy, it was it was inside, yeah, it yeah, was yeah. outside, and everybody's going, mate, don't. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, I feel the Aussie boys, you know, sort of remonstrated a little bit, but, um, you know, as I said, I was quite surprised that the, the Spanish guys didn't really react, especially the, you know, the Ramu that pushed it in. Um, he was the one that didn't react, and you think if, if he released the ball inside <laughs> the circle, he was probably the one that was going to go up and say, yeah, you know, it yeah. was inside the circle, not outside, but he was unsure himself. Well, that Spain scored in the, well, just before three-quarter time to lead 2-1. Australia, as you said, managed to scratch one back in the 58th minute. Did look like a shootout, but then Spain scoring that crucial penalty corner to win 3-2. Spain probably would have won the penalty shootout anyway. Same with us one. Uh... And Australia aren't very good at it, to be fair. There <laughs> well, I don't think they've won one, have they? No. And speaking of short quarters and what could go wrong with them, the next game on the 14th of June, it was Great Britain versus the Netherlands at Lee Valley Hockey and Tennis Centre. And, well, it was quite an intriguing game. Um, it was uh, 1-0 in favour of the Netherlands at, at half-time. Oh, this is the men's game, I should say, not the women's, so that refers to the short corner. We'll get to that. It was 1-0 one, yeah, one in favour of the Netherlands at half-time. They scored a goal in the 20th minute. Then Great Britain hit back in the uh, third quarter to, to score in the 38th minute, leaving it tied at one all. And uh, they both managed to squeeze a goal out in the last quarter. Great Britain just uh, a penalty stroke in the 60th minute to make it 2-all before they went to the shootout and the Dutch getting on top there, winning the shootout and taking the bonus point. Four goals to three, which would have been um, a big stab in the heart for Great Britain as far as their finals aspirations are concerned. Even just the one extra point from the shootout would have been fantastic for them in the position they're in at the moment. Yeah, absolutely. It would have given them a um, you know a bit more flexibility uh, leading into their last game, and um, you know for them now they're they're obviously hoping on other results for them to to get a top four berth. And you know, two reasonable. When Great Britain are playing well, they're quite physical, and so well, the Dutch are they just like wacky blokes, aren't they? Yeah, <laughs> Not I think they blokes, but they're what I've really liked. They've 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 really shown some attacking flair. Yeah, um, yeah. I think from the past, you know, a while ago now that I played with them, they were sort of more more of a defensive sort of unit. Where I think they've sort of changed their style a bit over the last twelve months to become, you know, a lot more attacking. Sometimes that does leave them a little bit more open to score against, but um, you know, they're really starting to to put some goals in the back of the net. So. Um, you know, hopefully that can progress, and they'll be be looking positive for the future. And they did have a pretty slow start to the pro league season, but you know they're yeah. in the finals. They're where everybody thought they should be. Yeah, that's right. Okay, let's move on to the next game, which is uh, Spain versus New Zealand, the 14th of June, going on way 7 p.m. local time at Club de Campo Vila, and uh, the Spanish backed it up, leading 2-0 at uh, three-quarter time, thanks to goals. In the 36th and 43rd minute, New Zealand pinched one back early in the uh, in the final quarter, or two-third of the way in, in the 50th minute, uh, to make it 2-1. Then Spain scored in the 51st minute. It was 3-1. They're looking home. New Zealand <laughs> scored in the 55th minute. It's 3-2, and things looked a little bit wobbly there in the last couple of minutes for Spain, but for the second time in a row, they've, they've got home and taken taken the winner's points if they could have pinched a few wins earlier on in the season, they would be ruining the number of draws they've had. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, you know, they're going to look back on this and just think sort of what if, which is not what you want to do um, in a tournament. And, um, you know, so many times, you know, earlier on, as you mentioned, that um, they were in winnable positions in matches, um, but just leaked far too many goals. So, um, you know, they'll obviously be disappointed. Um, and, you know, probably... They'd like to work on their structure a little bit more so they can, um, you know, be a bit more of a cohesive unit and not so much, um, which you always expect from Spain is that a lot of that individual flair. Um, but that generally tends to come undone against, um, the more structured teams, um, you know, like the, you know, the Netherlands and, and the Australians and stuff. Uh, I do enjoy days. watching them play. Yeah. I mean, look, they're, they're always, um, and I think that's, that's sort of lacked it, I think, for a few years. Um, they sort of didn't have that, that firepower, but now they're starting to, to pick things up a little bit more, which is, which is very good. 
and I think that season two, I think they would definitely be thinking to themselves, we can make the finals easily if we just apply ourselves a little bit better. Yeah, absolutely. And I think um, I think it'll be you know very good for these teams because they'll have done you know this pro league before, so they'll sort of know what to expect a little bit more, so they can adjust some certain things and um, and go forward. Next up, it's uh, China taking on the United States at Wujin Hockey Stadium in Shenzhou. Uh, it was on the 15th of June, 4pm local time, and I was a bit torn between these this game, Grant, because, look, I'd like to see both countries do well, and I reckon, you know, the United States, for obvious reasons, for the sport. The sport yeah. could do with the United States having a strong hockey competition and strong involvement, and they could do with China as well because China's just such a yeah, massive right. untapped resource really and I think the Chinese could be a very very good team in years to come and they took out a 4-0 victory over the United States in this game um, nil all at quarter time but then China took the lead into the half time break with a goal in the 29th minute just before half time and then the third quarter belonged to them two goals in the 37th and 40th minute and just after three quarter time they banged one in as well to make it a 4-0 victory um, perhaps many people wouldn't have picked China to potentially be finishing on top of the Great Britain in the Pro League table this season yeah probably not I don't, I don't think so and I, especially with the um, the form they sort of showed earlier on they're, they're sort of very sketchy and a bit up and down so look they'll obviously be very happy that um you know, they got that 4-0 victory over the USA. And sort of like you said, um, you know, if we can get these teams... I think it's great that these teams are, are here and, and competing. Yeah. Um, and, um, you know, it's... I think probably the US have just dropped off a little bit towards the end of the Pro League. Maybe they're sort of just getting a bit bit tired with all the travel and all that sort yeah. of stuff. But, um, you know, great solid win there by China. I, uh, I'm not sure. You know, I'm sure a lot of these girls are having, you know... I hardly call hockey players in Australia professional, but these girls are another step down yet again from that, I'd imagine. Okay, let's move on now to the women's side of things, and it's a match between Great Britain and the Netherlands at Lee Valley Hockey and Tennis Centre at 4pm on the 15th. And it was Great Britain versus Netherlands, a game where there wasn't really that much for Great Britain to play for. Um, not really much for the Netherlands to play for, but tell you what, it was an intriguing contest, physical contest. And this was the game where the old ball didn't cross the line, penalty corner came out, and it cost Great Britain. Fantastic flick take. I forget the player's name off the top of my head because um, uh, they don't write down goals not counted on the team <laughs> sheet. Uh, it was a brilliant, brilliant flick, but, you know, those barest of margins that maybe if your field umpire was out there, you'd get away with because they're not, it's close enough. But once the camera gets out and they can spot you up, bang, it's all over. And it was a tragedy for Great Britain then because they had played fantastically well against the Netherlands, took the game to them, played physically against them, didn't give them space, you know, made the game hard for them. And they're a funny game. Both the men and the women, are, you know, their best is really good, mm, but they look right. real pedestrian when they're not on song. Yeah, it's um, it was a solid performance by GB, and look, they're probably going through a little bit of a, a teething area um, yet at the moment yeah. with Mark Hagar being the new coach, and um, you know, just some new structures and all that sort of stuff. So, obviously, be be disappointed to let that goal through in the 59th minute, but um, you know, like you sort of said, a few results earlier on in the um, in the Pro League, it might have changed things a little bit now. Yeah, and look, the Netherlands do that to you. They, you know, they score goals like that in the last minute. That's what they do. That's right, and I think look, that's that's what good teams do. Do you know yeah. what I mean? They 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 battle it out. It might be an ugly win, um, but they keep going right to the 60th yeah. minute, and um, you know they get those goals at the death, and that can be the difference between making finals or finishing top and um, and pushing away through. Next up on the 16th of June, it's match 126 at the Krefelder Hockey Club and it's Germany taking on Australia. The home team would have been looking forward to um, perhaps uh, coming back after that loss to Belgium and, and putting in a really good show. It wasn't to be, though. Uh, Australia took the lead in the 42nd minute after a scoreless first half and they backed it up in the, the final quarter in the 52nd minute to take a 2-0 lead. Germany came back with a goal in the 59th minute and pressed, it must be said, very hard in the final few minutes and, you know, call one way or the other and you get a free hit and the ball's in another direction <laughs> and, you know, it's impossible to say what could have been. 
But uh, it was a good victory for the Australians and it, it qualified them for the finals coming up in Amsterdam and sort of took a bit of pressure off their last two games. Yeah, that's right. It was a good solid, um, good solid victory there from Australia. I thought they played played much better than what Germany did. They sort of Germans pushed late, um, but um, you know I thought they had control over most of that game and um, probably should have scored a, a couple of extra goals to make it a bit easy for them. But um, you know they got through and and. Um, and booked a spot in the finals. Probably one of the biggest knocks you could make of Australia is that they make plenty of opportunities to win games. Even when they lose, they always make opportunities. Yeah, to win that's right. And I think that's you know that was the thing back in my day when we were playing. We always had plenty of possession and always because we were such an attacking team, we'd always get plenty of you know 25 and circle entries. Yeah. But um, sometimes it was just the quality that would just you know let us down inside the circle. Um, and that's something we you know we always try and um, you know limit is those those faults inside the circle but um you know we're always waving numbers so if we kept pushing hard enough you know if we could score three or four goals then it's going to be pretty hard for the opposition to to score more yeah uh next up it's on the uh 16th of june again at 2 30 in the afternoon at that's this is uh in antwerp this game was played between belgium and new zealand and um, it was a 4-0 victory to the Belgians in the end. They scored in the 7th minute, then in the 43rd minute, and twice in the 56th minute. And uh, number 17 for Belgium, getting the double there in a minute. Thomas Breels, bang, bang, thanks very much for coming. <laughs> Doesn't matter what you do for the rest, you know. Yeah. Scored a couple and that's all so good. Yeah, probably got mad at the match. <laughs> Did nothing until the 55th minute. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised, either. <laughs> Uh, New Zealand would be disappointed in the result. I think they'd probably be disappointed in the Pro League season all up. But they have certainly not been horribly outplayed, I don't think. You know, yeah, they're a pretty good side. Same thing. Just you know, they've been they've been close. Um, but it's just that 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 quality, I think, and that that real um, you know polish that they're just sort of just lacking. Um, you know, I think if you look through the through the New Zealand lineup, it'd be you know really hard to sort of find. I think five or six, you know, you can generally tell that next echelon of, of really good players that can, can win your games. Um, I think they're just sort of struggling to find that at the moment. Um, and they've had that in the past, and which has made them really dangerous. Um, but then there's just periods where, um, you know, they let in all these goals. Also on the 16th, there was a match of the Krefelder Hockey Club at midday. It was between Germany and Australia. It's a women's game. And it was, in the end, a very good performance from the Australians. They were pretty much all over Germany in this game for the majority of it. It was funny, before the game, uh, on the coverage here, they showed the Australian girls in their little huddle beforehand. And I'm I'm not sure it might have been a player's reaching a milestone games played or whatever it was. But you could feel the energy in the group that they were on and ready to go. They were happy as Larry. There was very uh, palpably strong sense of... Camaraderie yeah. coming out of the yeah, team. Yeah, absolutely. And um, well, they went out in the second minute and the third minute went bang bang, and it was uh, Jane Claxton who put them into two pretty quickly. Yeah. So it's always a good way to start a game when you put uh, oh. two away early. Yeah. Um, but like you sort of said, it was a very important match for for both these teams, the fighting out for that. Um, you know, third, fourth, yeah. fourth position. So it was really good to see, um, you know, the, the hockey ruse nail a couple early, like you said, and then um, and then finish it off and and um, you know hold the hold the Germans who generally have been very good, you know, coming back and 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 you know scoring goals late. Yeah, well, they they did manage to score a goal in the 32nd minute. Uh, to Australia had already potted their third in the 21st minute so it was uh, a 3-0 half-time lead to Australia 3-1 at three-quarter time and that's where it stayed Germany couldn't quite find the, another goal to put some pressure on it uh, but a very, very good victory to the Australian girls there just a, a couple more games to get through before we look at the goal scorers and the tables um, Spain and Argentina on the men's side of things played at Club de Campo Villa in Madrid. It was at 1pm on the 16th and uh, it was a very exciting game. Uh, this one, Spain opened the scoring in the second minute to take a 1-0 lead at quarter time and then scored again in the 26th minute. So they're up. That horrible, horrible score. <laughs> 2-0. 2-0 at half time. And what happened? Well, in the third quarter, Argentina came out right after the buzzer and went bang, thanks for everyone, not just right after five minutes into the second half. 
scored a penalty corner. Then in the 41st minute, they tied the game up. It was all level at three-quarter time. And then in the 60th minute, the buzzer beater from Argentina to take the victory, three goals to two, and a very important victory that was for Argentina on the men's side of things as well. And, uh, gee, the heartbreak in the Spanish must have been, once again, a game that was in their control. Yeah, that's exactly right. And that, um, you know, that's why it's been through the whole Pro League, which we touched on before. And, um, you know, like you touched on as well, Argentina, very, very important win there. So, um, you know, Leandro Tellini, a couple of PCs there. It's um, frightening to know that they've got another PC uh, taker coming up through the ranks again um, because he'd be one to watch out for as well. One day they'll just have like five blokes standing around the, <laughs> the top of the D. You won't know which one it's going the five to. Five batteries. Yeah. Be interesting. Okay. Final game for this week. It's Belgium taking on New Zealand, a women's game at uh, 4.30pm on the 16th in Antwerp. And, um, well, I think this was a bit of a surprise. I I must admit I've been bullish on Belgium. I think they've made great strides during the Pro League this year on the women's side of things. But it wasn't to be against a, a New Zealand team that um, probably are a bit unlucky to be missing the finals. Uh, they've certainly been very competitive. The league's top goal scorer, etc., etc. Perhaps that one win too late for uh, New Zealand. They could have done with this win a couple of games ago. Yeah, absolutely. Um, look, I suppose looking back, you know, they'd be disappointed, but they'll also be very happy, um, you know, to come back after that disappointing loss to, um, to the Netherlands and, um, Olivia Mary, um, oh. going on a merry way, scoring oh, a hat trick yeah. there in the, um, um, you know, for the, for the black sticks. So they'll obviously be happy, um, you know, to get the win there, but ultimately disappointed, um, not being part of the top four. And, uh, you got to love Olivia America. She doesn't take penalty corners. <laughs> That's always good. Yeah, you <laughs> true <know>. goal scorer. <laughs> yeah, a real a real gun forward, a real gun forward. And we'll we'll talk about Olivia now because we'll go through the goal scorers. And why don't we start with the women? And she's way out on top. She's on uh, 14, 14 goals. How many games have New Zealand played there? They played there. Um, oh, they played fifteen. So they got one to go. Uh, 14 goals from 15 games. That's pretty good. Yeah, look, she's she's been a clear standout. Um, I think of the, on on the women's side of the draw um, of the strikers, just you know, such a solid player. Um, and if you give her any kind of space inside the circle, she's got such a good clean shot. Um, and you know, she's she's very dangerous. Uh, Frederick Matlow is in second place with eight goals, and then Savannah Pitt, Fitzpatrick and Charlotte Stavenhorst. Um, as, along with Kaya Van Mensaka are all on six goals. I don't think we'll be seeing Charlotte again. She hurt her knee in the, the women's game mm. on the weekend. Didn't look particularly nice. They're actually the worst injuries. You know, I could cop someone gets hit by a ball or something and cop a stick because that's the nature of the game. But, yeah. you know, just when your knee just collapses underneath you. No, nah, knees are horrible. We've sort of seen, I think, a few of them, I think, lately in the AFL. Well, yeah. You know, the netball as well, where yeah. the knees just give way and it's sort of a... A dead giveaway that um, you know it's 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 an ACL if it if it just gives way like that. And yeah, she wasn't a happy chap. Yeah. Mm. The worst thing is, as a broadcaster, I understand it, but you know, watching the person lying there having <laughs> a big groan, you know, it's never Not nice. <laughs> uh, the women have scored 231 goals across a 66 games, so their average is staying. It's actually crept up across the tournament slightly. It's at 3.5 and has been for a couple of weeks, but it started a little bit lower than that. It was uh, down around the early threes. They've uh, scored 137 from the field, which is running at 59.3%. Uh, you got the men's goal scorers there in front of you, don't you? Yeah, that's right. Uh, the Evergreen, Palkamata. Um, he's on 10 goals. Two, the Seagull. Two goals clear. It's good to get them any way you can. That's right. They score, they go in, they go in. They win matches. doesn't matter where you're scoring from. So, well done to him. He keeps getting into good spots, and that's, why, oh, yeah. that's what counts. Unfortunately, they haven't been enough to, to get the wins on the board, but, um, you know, it's good to, good to see him get there, and, and I think a lot of juniors can, you know, take note of the spots that he gets to, because you don't have to be quick, but it's just getting a, yourself in the right position, your body in the right position to, to get those tapping. Um, Tom Bone, he scored, um, some, some goals recently. He's on eight with Phil Roper, um, who I think's been playing really well, and as well as Sam Ward, so they've been playing very good for, for GB in the midfield and up front. They've been, um, been live wise there. Um, Cedric Shalia, uh, he scored seven, um, and Jerome Hertzberger, 
uh, is on seven as well, and then there's um, a number underneath that on six and five. So they're probably your top your top five goal scorers um, at this point. And uh, Great Britain will be looking forward to those two guys increasing their, their tallies in, in their final game. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Look, I reckon it's going to be a cracker. They're really going to be going um, hard, at it and it's going to be, uh, I think, a very exciting game, especially playing it at home. 186 goals scored from the field. That's dropping slightly still. Colin Batch was right, 69.9%. It's coming down ever so slowly, <laughs> that one. That's goals from the field. 5.2 goals a game, 266 goals scored from 51 games. And uh, we'll be back in a sec and we'll talk about what uh, all that means for the ladder, Grant. <laughs> listening to Totally Pro League. One more round of games to go before we get to the finals. I'm John Lee. Grant Schubert is with me to talk through it all. And let's have a look at the tables, Grant. Where are we at with all of this? Well, on the men's side, Australia, um, they're sitting pretty at the top of the table at the moment. Um, they've had eight wins, um, 26 points. So pretty, pretty close with Belgium there. So they're obviously going to tussle it out for the... Uh, the top two positions you would think and they play each other uh, tonight Yes, uh, I think on. so um, that'll be a, a very exciting game probably to see who takes um, the top of the table you would um, expect there so the Netherlands they sit in third position um, on 22 points at 61.1% uh, followed by Argentina uh, and Great Britain who you'd probably think are the only other two um, that are going to fight it out for that um, fourth and fifth position. So Germany mathematically, I think, can yeah. still make it. Um, get good odds on that. As long as, um, I suppose, Argentina and um, I suppose GB and the Netherlands, they lose all their games and they can sort of, you know, jump up. Um, but obviously very, very unlikely. Um, so you'd think it's going to be down to Argentina and um, and Great Britain to to fight it out for that fourth spot and you know they've got some tough games so Argentina play the Netherlands tonight um, in Utrecht and um, they play Belgium as well in Antwerp um, in the second to, to last game or the last last day of matches Yeah, Argentina in fourth place Great Britain in fifth Argentina got one point on them uh, on Great Britain yep. so they really need a victory if they can pick up one victory they're home because yep. Great Britain won't be able to. That's exactly right. So Argentina so. need to beat either either Belgium um, or Netherlands to, to to secure their spot. So if they don't, then you know there's a good chance that uh, GB play New Zealand in London at home um, in a new it, stadium. Does does <laughs> it matter given that the the two teams they're playing against are qualified already? Will that have any bearing or? Say if, even from a coaching thing, or Max Caldas go, oh look, in this last game, I want to try Joe Blow and Bill and Tony because uh, they haven't had much of a run and see how they go. Or yeah, possibly, but I, I think you'd, you, you'd, I think the Dutch would probably like to, um, you know, still still push up and and um, you know they can still get, you know, six more points, so they could still finish in top position. Um, you know, if Australia lose their next two games, so um, there's still plenty to fight for. Um, and you know, I suppose you're looking at the top four or five teams. You know, these days, you know, it's, it's whoever comes out to play on the day. Um, you know, is going to win. I don't think you know they would be. You know, you 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 probably want to stick away from Belgium. I think they've probably been the class um, team so far. But you know, Australia sitting on top and. You know, Argentina, if they get their flair going on the day, then they can obviously be very, very tough as well. So um, still plenty to play for, and any of that top um, five, I think, can can switch around in the next, um, what, five games to go. Yeah, there's a, some have played all their games, some have got a game to go. Oh, the, I'm not sure, I think Germany's the only team that's played so all Germany their games. So Germany and Spain have played all their games, yeah. so, um, you know... You'd obviously expect uh, and expect them to to shift up any higher. As I said, there's a slight chance that Germany possibly could, if the other two teams have, if GB and Argentina have some massive losses, and they might get up there. But um, I'm, I'm just looking at that table from from here. I'm thinking, you know, Germany. Oh, they've only finished sixth, or Spain. They only finished seventh. Oh, mate, that's a pretty good table to finish sixth or seventh in. Yeah, that's right. I mean, if if you look at all of it, um, you know, Spain are on 16 points, so there's not a you know, there's not a hell of a lot of yeah. difference between you know those top top seven nations. Um, you know, obviously, you, can, you know, New Zealand there are 
they've only got four points and um you know no outright wins but um you know that's that's going to be a very interesting game I think Great Britain New Zealand although New Zealand you know don't really have anything to play for um you know they're not going to be ones to lie down and and they're going to be wanting to play as hard as they can to knock GB out and not have them play in the finals so um you know it's, Is that something the players do think about? As an inter- do you guys talk about that or think it at all when you, when you know that the game means maybe more to the opposition than it does to you? Or? Oh, I think you just get that hunger. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. when, I mean, I wasn't involved in too many, you know, you know, wasn't there in too many positions where I wasn't really, you know, we were in a, not, not in a spot to, to contend sort of thing. So, um, but you know, to, to alter the way that the table can finish, um, you know, you, you always want that that fight in Hungary, and you never want to lose um, yeah. anyway. So, um, you know, they, they'll, they'll be pushing pretty hard. The Kiwis there. I must admit, I played a lot of bad teams that didn't have the opportunity <laughs> to do that, and uh, I used to love it. Yeah, it was always a good feeling after the game if you managed to to do that. Well, I, I suppose I did a bit with South Australia when I was playing there. Oh, really? So um, we always had a. Um, you know, a few opportunities to <laughs> to alter who was going to finish, you know, or where they would finish in the top four, sort of thing. So, um, oh mate, I'm I'm pretty excited about these next these next five games, and um, and then obviously how they lead into, um, you know, that that top four finals um, at Amstervine, and and what psychological edge that they could possibly get over. Um, you know, one of the other teams because yeah, you know, if, look, if there's a if there's a if there's a big win by one of these teams over one of the other that they're going to play against, um, yeah, you know, coming up, you know, sort of later on in the week, sort of thing, um, you know, it, it could could make a massive swing um, leading into those matches. Onto the women's side of things, it's all done and dusted there, regardless of results this weekend. It's just places up for grabs essentially. Um, the Netherlands are on top. 39 points from their 14 games have only had one loss, 13 wins. No draws. None. <laughs> None. No draws at all. Uh, 92.9%. Uh, they should start a radio station. Argentina, they've uh, still got a game to go to the Netherlands. As have Argentina. They're on 35 points at 85%. Australia, uh, what game to go? Two games to go. Uh, 71%. They're on 30 points. Then Germany are in fourth place. Uh, they've got the one extra game, so they've only got one game in hand, but they're on 26 points. Belgium, they've got two games in hand. They're on 18 points. Uh, if they could possibly win both of that, that would give them six points, which would still only put them to 24 points. So it's uh, Germany are home in fourth place. The top four will be, will be Netherlands, Argentina, Australia and Germany. New Zealand finish in sixth place. They've still got a game in hand. They're on 18 points. Uh, China finish in 7th having finished their Pro League all 16 games, they're on 14 points Uh, Great Britain have got a game in hand so they could possibly draw level with China on points but their goal percentage is uh, minus 13 to minus 17 so China in the box seat to finish in 7th place in the United States at the tail 15% just the 7 points and a little bit disappointing at times the United States but I think Probably of all the teams, they might take more out of it than anybody else. Yeah, look, it's obviously a great experience for them, and and for them to um, you know be part of it and play these top level nations, um, which beforehand I don't think they would have had much opportunity to do so. So for them, it would have been a um, you know a massive learning curve. Um, the coaching staff would have got you know a great deal of information about these top level nations, and and that's only going to um, hold them in good stead when they play, I suppose, other lowly ranked teams as well. And so we've just got the one weekend to go. Um, given that we won't be talking to you next week, um, <laughs> what uh, what have you made of the pro league? Look, I, look, I think it, it's I think it's been very good. Do you know what I mean? I, I I like the I like the idea of it. Um, there's obviously a lot of talk about you know the financial viability of it and whether or not um, you know hockey itself can sustain it. And I think that's going to be their their main issue going forward and generally always is um you know with hockey um i I think it's been great i think you know there's nothing better each weekend um you know to turn on your tv and i'm I'm lucky enough to have fox sports so i can watch it and record it um and when i'm up at 4 30 in the morning with my little girl because she's not (laughs) sleeping and you turn the tv on and then realize there's a hockey game on it's always um it's always really good look it's it's um 
yeah, as I said, I, I've really enjoyed it. I like the whole concept of it. Um, there's there's lots of good and lots of bad things, but um, you know, I think they needed to do it to try and work out where they go next and where they take, um, you know, how they can get hockey to be, um, you know, that that next level sport that you see, um, you know, week in week out on on TV broadcasters throughout the world and um, to make the game you know more popular sort of thing. Having um, the access to that uh, quality of hockey regularly. Yeah, yeah. You know. that's exactly right. And um, you know that's that's something that I I think when if I would have played back in my day, I, w- I would have loved to have gone through a, a six month period where um, you know instead of being home here in Australia for three months and not playing any international hockey at all, um, to do it. You know, yeah. week in week out over a six month period would have been would have been pretty awesome, and um, you know would have kept your mind in the game a little bit more because when you don't play for so long, it's sometimes it's hard to to stay on task and then get yourself up for a two week tournament. Yeah, you can um, train a lot, but there's nothing like playing, is it? No, that, that, that's exactly right. Um, so look, I, as I said, I think it's been I think it's been good for the sport. Um, I think it's a, it's a stepping stone. How they work it in with club seasons, um, especially you know we touched on it. Um, yeah. quite early sort of in the piece how how club teams through Europe are going to work with it because it probably affects them more than what it does here in Australia just because the level of hockey that yeah. they have at their club levels um, and we've seen on numerous occasions where you know there were some of the German guys that you know didn't play for Germany because the club teams are saying no we need you to um, play for us we're paying you good money yeah. um, which you're probably not getting with the national team um, you know, we want we want you to play, you know, for us to either well, keep us out of relegation yeah, or well, to get us into the finals. And I think, um, uh, was it Payet from Argentina who, um, you know, the story is, whether it's true or not, that he, he told Argentina, unless you're going to pay me the same as yeah. what my club's paying me, I've yeah. got to stay with the club. Cause yeah, that's right. <laughs> and same with Florian Fuchs. I think yeah. he, he missed a, a few fair few games sort of through that middle part because he was playing with, you know, with Bloomingdale. In, in Holland um, and you really want to see those guys you know, oh, playing yeah. in those international yeah. games so, you know you watch those games you know for Germany and, and it probably you know in the end you could say it almost probably cost them a win or two um, and they're not playing finals because he was playing um, you know club hockey um, and you know that, that's where they get their money I think oh, and sure. try, you know trying to get that that balance, that balance yeah. um, and how they sort of fit in the windows is something that um, you know the FIH and the club teams are really going to have to start talking to each other, um, and like they do, I suppose, with the soccer, um, have windows where you, you have your international calendars and games, um, and um, and I think that's why we're seeing such a rush of games now over the past three weeks is because um, you know the German, the, the Belgium leagues, and yeah, and, and the Dutch leagues have all finished. Um, so they've they've crammed in all these not crammed really like you know you're playing a game every three or four days is pretty is pretty good I would have thought um, instead of playing you know back to back matches so um, you know how they work that going forward um, I think is going to be really important I've said it before but I think fixturing is a really really important aspect of any competition yeah absolutely and it's going to take a little while to get it better down and find what works and what doesn't work but I think associations will steer clear of back-to-back games. We saw some here in Australia, and yeah. we'll see them start to disappear. Yeah. And I think the travel regime is going to change considerably too about the whole home and away, how they work that concept into it. Because you can't you can't have a team like Australia not playing for a month and a half. Yeah. yeah. That that doesn't work because it just loses momentum. And there's, there's there's several things that they can do better, and, and I'm sure they're onto it. And Absolutely. Yeah, the, I'm, I'm, the yeah. can't and like we sort of said, you know, they needed to, they needed this to happen for them to, yeah, yeah. you know, make it better. You uh, don't know until you and, have a go, and, do you? And have it work. So I think it's something, um, um, you know, I think I think it has it has worked well. There's been some very exciting matches, um, and um, and it can only get better. <laughs> Totally Pro League. John Lee here with you. And guest today is Grant Schubert. Grant, it's uh, into this final weekend. Let's just count them up. One, two, three, four, 
five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve games I make it in this <laughs> last one, two, three, four, five, six days. Um, and there's a day. Oh, there's a lot of there's a lot of hockey coming up. We mentioned <laughs> Belgium and Australia, men and women playing tonight. Yep. Uh, that go, those games are getting underway in just a couple of hours' time, so they'll be done and dusted by the time you listen to this podcast, most probably. Then uh, on the 19th, the Netherlands versus Argentina and Belgium versus Australia. Although we mentioned that one, that's this morning. I've got them and days mixed up there. The Netherlands are playing Argentina and the women on the 20th. And then I think the 21st is a hockey-free day, Friday. And uh, we kick off the weekend Saturday with the USA versus Germany in the women, Netherlands, Australia on the men's side of the... Oh, no, Netherlands, Australia for the women and USA... Oh, I've got it confused. That's how bad this is getting. USA and Germany, that's the women's game. Netherlands, Australia, that's on Saturday night, the men's game. Then on the Sunday, uh, Belgium, Argentina on the men's side of things. Netherlands and Australia, the women's side. Belgium, Argentina, the women... GB in New Zealand on the women and then GB in New Zealand on the men's side of things. We'll round out the Pro League for 2019, the inaugural Pro League. We get to the semi-finals uh, on the 27th the women will kick things off uh, in that particular game on that day, first versus fourth, second versus third. On the 28th, the Friday, it will be the men, first versus fourth, second versus third. And then the finals and grand final for the women. It's on the 29th, that game being played at 10 p.m. local time, 11 p.m. local time for us, which I think is 5.30 in, uh, well, 5 o'clock in um, Amsterdam. Uh, the one versus, uh, the losers final, the three versus four place will be earlier, a couple of hours earlier. Then on the 30th, it's the men's final. Uh, the winner's game will be on at uh, 5 p.m. local time, which will make it 11 p.m. For here for us in Australia, because Australia will be featuring in both finals, won't it, Grant? Yeah, well, hopefully, hopefully. Well, it's good it's, chance anyway. It's a top four. There's no advantage really when you consider the quality of the team finishing fourth to finish first. They're all in the same bucket together, and uh, it's all. <laughs> You know, they've only got themselves, haven't they? It's, it's no one standing in front of them. No, that's right. And look, um, I'm just happy to see a, a top four and uh, one versus four and second versus third for finals. I'm, I'm <laughs> glad we're back to that. We don't have uh, the top eight going through and oh, playing. I do like know. a preliminary final. I don't mind. <laughs> don't mind the one versus two, three versus four. Yeah, look, I, I don't. I don't mind that either. But um, you know, you sort of get an extra game. But I think this is. Um, I think this is the way to do it, yep. and, and clearly you're going to have the, the top four, you know, best teams uh, going through and, and well-deserved. Now, I've been too pedantic in saying, the commentary the other night in the Australia-Germany games, oh, Australia's qualified for the grand finals, <laughs> and it was really irritating me. I got on Twitter about it, but it, it's not. You've got to go, you've got to play a semi-final before you can qualify for a grand final of anything. Maybe because it's so ingrained in Australian sport that you have grand finals for every sport. Who makes soccer play grand finals? But they could even just say the finals, you know what I mean? It's, yeah. not, it's not the grand finals, it's just the finals. So, you know, you could almost call it that, you know, it's, it's the finals weekend. So, yeah. but obviously you haven't, um, haven't made the grand finals, so I'm not sure. <laughs> Just getting excited that it was getting to the end of the pro league and uh, and the finals were coming up, but um, well, it's going to be awesome there at, at uh, in Amsterdam, oh, in Amsterdam, and um, I always just just love playing there, and and um, you know they know how to put on an amazing show there, and and um, it's one of the best places to play to play hockey uh, in the world. I must admit, I'm really looking forward to the finals, especially because we'll be hosting our pro league party <laughs> for the women's final. Uh, grand final on the three versus four. June the 29th, we'll be doing some streaming as well. You'll, if you stick with the, the socials, we'll be putting it out there, the links and all that sort of stuff to the streaming. A bit of pre-game and half-time reports, etc. We won't do anything during the games. We'll let you just watch them in the comfort of your own home. But if you'd like to join us, we'll be online. And if you happen to either live in Perth or be a hockey nut who knows someone in Perth who's a hockey nut, Send us an email and come along and join us at the party. Uh, send it to um, Matt or John at thereversestick.net and uh, come along and have a, a hamburger and a quiet bevy and watch what will be some really, really good hockey. That's the 29th 
of the month. Come down and have a drink with us. You don't have to be a local. You might just have a friend that's a local. <laughs> Send them along. For everyone. We'll yeah, put it out there. Yeah, we'll be. <laughs> just don't put it on Facebook. Yeah. I know what happens to parties that end up in Facebook. Uh, Grant, great to have you in tonight. Yeah, good to be back once again. And uh, yeah. like we sort of touched on, um, you know, it's been an exciting couple of weeks of hockey on uh, both sides of the men's and the women's. Um, things are starting to wind up, and, and I think everyone's uh, looking forward to these finals in Amsterdam. And, uh, I'm hearing you've wound those old man legs up again. Yeah, yeah, we actually, um, yeah, it's, it's a pity. I'm probably just a little bit late for the finals, but I had my first game this weekend, got through it, <laughs> which was uh, an amazement to... Um, it's a lot of people, but um, I can say I actually quite like this uh, this quarters sort of scene. It's great. You don't have to run out 35 minutes. 15-minute quarters seem to suit. I might have got an extra five or six years out of the kookaburras uh, if we are playing quarters. These guys have got it easy. Uh, I miss the last five minutes of each <laughs> half when you just know if I could keep running and keep running, these guys, can they might flag. That's that right. Was, that was my big hope in the hockey field. <laughs> Uh, look, thanks for joining us here, mate. Um, oh, good. And enjoy the rest of the Pro League and enjoy the rest of your season as well. Few our listener, one more program next week. Hoping to have Keely Dunn to join us and talk about all the, what the Pro League was and is and preview the finals as well. Until next time, look after yourselves, everybody. Enjoy your hockey. Oh, 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 oh.